Hey, OutlanderCast clan members, this episode is brought to you by Care Of. And for 50% off of your first Care Of order, that's right, five zero guys, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code OutlanderCast50. All the way from Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to OutlanderCast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. How's it going? My name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake. And you know, I'm thinking about keeping the season four theme all the way till season five. I'm not going back to our our, our normal theme. What I think, think it's a great idea. I love love the banjo and all this kind of Americana the, music. The, the violin, the fiddle, the oh, whole the whole deal. Bring like, it on. I love I love me some bagpipes. But that fiddle with that like that twanginess to it. It's fantastic. I'm not going to lie. Just does something special. <laughs> so, what also was fantastic, by the way, is ranking top moments from Outlander. You know, because there's just so much to love, but when you have rewatched things and you really get to digest, and um, you know, you know, people who are like taste testers, how they smush things around in their palate with their tongue, <laughs> and they really they're able to ingest and describe what tantalizes their senses tantalizes look at you look at me with that word sat word hey that's what <laughs> hey. this is for you hey. in droughtlander you get to find out what tantalizes your senses <laughs> <laughs> you know what right. tantalizes your senses what james fraser oh goodness gracious <laughs> <sighs> so i figure i am ready so i figure <laughs> <laughs> i figure today we can rank our top favorite Jamie moments. Yeah, of season four. Of season four, Oh my yeah. gosh, at some point we need to do our top favorite Jamie moments. Like of all, of well, I feel like that's at the end of the series. We're going to have to- No, <laughs> I'm like already fanning myself. <laughs> Him should like pitchforking that hay. Oh, that Jif. Oh, that Jif makes me hot. Yes, yes it does. She uh, is fanning herself, ladies fanning and gentlemen. Myself. She is fanning herself. Okay, so <laughs> this episode is all about the James Fraser love. And uh, of season four. And if you have moments that you love, we would love to hear about them when wherever you see this post. So you can find us, of course, on all places on social media at OutlanderCast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you see this. We want to know what your favorite James Fraser moments are. And also, we would love for you to check out all of the other podcasts that we do, including the show This Is Us Too about This Is Us and our newly announced Game of Thrones podcast called The North Remembers. You can find them both at maryandblake.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Starting things off. So we're going to start with number five. Okay. And then what we're going to do, each time that we we clear off the, the number, we're going to end it with this. Oh, okay. Sound fair? Yeah, why don't you start off your number five? All right. So, oh, wait, but in the document here, you're starting number yeah, five. What else? You're going to throw I me all off. You're going to throw me all off. All right, number five. Number five for me, uh, for Jamie in season four, 
is when he's speaking to her uh, and they're looking out over the plains and they see the mountains and the whole thing and uh, and they're talking about what the future of America will mm-hmm. be like and you know what what's this what's this world gonna be like just the curiosity the that like real innocent thing that Jamie has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that Claire can lead him through is just such a special moment for that character. But more importantly, one of the things that I think he really excels at is, yes, having this innocence, but also seeing both sides and being fair about it, except for when it comes to Roger. (laughs) Never fair about Roger. And I don't blame him. Um, But there's this moment when he says, yeah, a person's, you know, person's dream could be another person's nightmare and how he recognizes what happens to um, the uh, the American Indians and and how they're uh, persecuted. And Claire talks about it. And I, I just find that such a special moment for that character in this season because he's opening up his world to the colonies, but also seeing it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was really special. How about you? What's oh, your number five? Man, when Jamie gets to hang out with William and they go hunting <laughs> and granted William doesn't listen. He goes the wrong way, but just those little extra moments and us knowing, of course, Jamie's truth that this is his son and there's nothing he can necessarily do to say anything about it. Um, but to have this special moment between the two of them. And then when Jamie actually does say he is my son mm-hmm. and William doesn't necessarily believe him, of course, because he thinks he's just trying to change, you know, save his life. Right. But just those moments between Jamie and Willie, and when Willie then looks behind him. Oh, yeah. Oh, and oh, Jay- yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't. So, you know, we've been able to talk so much about season four about the importance of James Fraser's father relationship with Bree. But I think that it would be a huge disservice to not be able to talk about the moments that he had with his son. Right. So that is definitely number five for me. All right. So one of the things that may end up happening here is okay. that we may overlap. Uh, I think we, we have overlapped. Blake and I talked about many of these points together. Right. So we may overlap. And if and if something does overlap, we won't discuss it a whole ton. But if it, you know, we, we've tried to break it up as, as best as we can. So I don't think we overlap. I think we were very careful. I think we were careful too. So just know that if I don't mention something, but Blake does, more or than likely, vice versa, it's because we talked about right, it. Right. <laughs> All right. So my number four uh, is uh, actually from. What I feel like is probably not the greatest episode of the season is Do No Harm. Um, It's when the world is kind of coming down on River Run Mm. and Claire is doing her best to to save the young slave boy and and she's, she's done it or she's doing it. And all of the people are starting to come at River Run and the situation's getting bad and it's getting bad quick. Yeah. And Jamie walks into the room looks at her and says, Claire, it's time. It, it's midnight. He's just so good. Uh, he's, he knows that Claire is doing the best that he can, that she can, and he knows he's doing the right thing by trying to save the kid. But he has bigger things to worry about. Mm-hmm. And again, this is the great thing about James Fraser. He can see both sides and he acts for the most part on both sides except for when it comes to roger uh, and uh, he injects reality back into the situation and i love that moment between the couple because i feel like that's something 
that should happen between two married people mm. when they're like, I know you're doing this, but we got to stop. And it's not like being mean. It's not being hurtful. It's coming from a place of love and worry and being like, it's time to go. We need to end this. And I loved, 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 loved that, that moment for Jamie. How about you? What do you got for your number four? Meeting Brie. Granted with pee hands. Yeah. But. This is a little bit of a cheat code. No. What do you mean? This is a little bit of a cheat code. This is like everybody's favorite moment from the season. So what? Then it should definitely make it in here. <laughs> and this is number four, might I add. Okay. All right. Meeting fair enough. Brianna. The the emotions that Sam Hewen was able to portray in his face this season. I mean, we all we've been talking about the many emotions that he can portray and how well he's been doing as an actor, but my goodness gracious, meeting his daughter for the first time, realizing who she is. <sighs> yeah. It was a special moment. Gosh. I like I still just want to just turn into a big puddle. I mean, <laughs> I I personally can't even fathom that. It makes me think so often. You know, one of your one of your employees, Blake, just got to meet her father. Yes. And it makes me think about people who, like she, haven't been able to meet their parents. And we have another another great listener of ours who got to meet her um, biological father later on in life. And to have these moments when you really meet this person and those little clicks of like looking in their eyes and looking at their hair and seeing mm-hmm. yourself in these aspects, I think... That scene was so poignant, not only on screen, but then knowing people who in real life, they had similar situations like this. Oh, it just gives me all the goosies. <laughs> and it was just great because like, there's this moment between the two. It's that moment of recognition. Like you said, like you can see yourself mm-hmm. in the other person and having it, having Jamie, like the, the, the emotional up and down of it all and like the unexpectedness of it, like him like, yep. literally peeing. And then walking by and be like, lady, lady, I'm all, I'm married. I'm all set. Yeah. And then. I don't want your pies. Yeah. I don't want you. You're not a pie hussy. I'm all set. Uh, Having that moment and then turning around and being like, oh my God. Hi. You're, you're Brianna. How? When? Why? Like like, that whole, that whole thing is, is fantastic. So So that is your number four. Yes. All right. All right. Number three. Number three for me mm-hmm. is when they start to get the foundation down. Well, no more, just the the the, the frame. The frame mm-hmm. started for the cabin, and Jamie is for the talking. Ridge. Yeah, for the ridge, and Jamie is talking to Claire, and he's telling her where things are going and what we're going to do here and what we're going to do there. And they've just spent all this montage of, of building and, and getting all the wood prepared. And, uh, and, and it's just this special Fraser moment, but like that you can share with the family as a whole. Mm-hmm. But the most important part of that entire sequence in my eyes is when Jamie picks Claire up and carries her uh, through what will eventually be the front door. God. Uh, of um, of Fraser's Ridge, the cabin, mm-hmm. uh, because you know I, I I wish I was strong enough to do that. Like I wish I I had enough muscles mm-hmm. to do that, <laughs> and I don't. Um, 
<laughs> did you do that? No, you didn't even do that. Yeah, when we got married. No, we didn't. You know, it, it, well, you know what it is. He had it easy because he's just carrying over a couple of blocks. He's not like turning the turning her into the. Well, it's into also the, Katrina Balfe, who's I know. like weighs as much as as, as a freaking our son, a, a glass of wine. You know, like <laughs> stop it. Um, no, but like it's just it's just a special moment, and I wish I could do that, and I wish I had done that, and uh, and. The funny thing is that even if I were physically capable of doing that, I feel like I probably would not have thought to do so. Uh, not because I didn't want to or not that I didn't think it's a romantic. I just probably wouldn't have thought about it. And it, it's a, again, it's a special moment between a married couple who are finally back in each other's arms and they can begin their lives together in earnest. Uh, there's never this moment of, oh my God, do I have to go back? There's Frank that's thinking about me. Frank is gone. Frank is dead. She is now back, and she's back in time for good. And now they can begin their life back in time for good. And that is a mm-hmm. special moment for those two. What about you? What do you got for your number three? <laughs> My number three. Once again, pretty obvious. <laughs> but we're talking about favorite James Fraser moments of season four. I'm talking about the tubby time. Ugh, uh, uh, not necessarily the groaning, but the fact of Or the how- toe pointing. That's Claire, man. I'm talking about Jamie because Jamie and Tubby Time, <sighs> sign me up. Sign me up for some of that, okay? The the drizzling her in her soap water, washing her, just taking care of his sweet wife who'd been so left in the cold, the poor thing, just taking care of her and always, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but then also giving her the new ring. Oh, yeah. And talking about... How, you know, obviously it was it was made from the candlestick holder from his mother and he hopes that she'd be okay with this, that they had a new ring fashion and Claire saying, you know, she'd be so proud of her son. Just all the feels, all the sensual feels, all the emotional feels. It was just such a beautiful, tender moment between this couple. And I know we didn't get too awfully many of them in this season. And of mm-hmm. course, we all looked forward to it. It's a, it's a beautiful scene in the books and portrayed in the show. But just the emotional, the emotionality, knowing what they've been through and um, just the specialness and almost like the, the simple, the simplicity of just giving someone a tub and taking care of them. Sure. It was, it was beautiful. Especially after the events of the season oh, gosh, premiere, right? right? Exactly. Where the ring has gone missing and he's replacing that ring with another ring that's made mm-hmm. from his mother's candlesticks and the whole thing. Like, just really cool meaning and re- really cool um, uh, symbolism imbued in, in that ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that Jamie takes from his mother, someone who he misses and loves and cares for and wants to give everything and treat Claire the same exact way he would that he hoped his mother would be treated. I just I find that fantastic. So that's actually quite a good one. But before we continue, let's talk about our advertiser real quick. So you've heard us talk about care of mm-hmm. quite a bit uh, over this this drought lander so far. And it's by design because I really truly believe in care of. I think it is a fantastic way to get vitamins, to take care of yourself, and to get them easily to your door. I mean, right now, listen, hey, Game of Thrones is on and winter is here, but real in reality, winter's over. It's springtime. Let's start your spring with off right. Let's get your health back in order. Get yourself a boost that you need, the energy, uh, better sleep. Maybe you want to maintain your stress. Whatever you feel like you got to get do to get yourself healthiest, right? Care of takes care of you. 
because they give you the vitamins and they make you take this really easy five-minute online quiz. It's awesome. And it focuses and asks you about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices. And like I said, it only takes five minutes. And now it's new and improved so that if you get, it can tell you if you're getting enough protein, enough fiber, all that other good stuff. I took it, took, like I said, five minutes, loved it, it was easy, and I could focus on the things that I really care about. So, what you need to do is take care of yourself, get these vitamin packs, make your health easy and convenient. And they're even offering half these, off. Half off. And half off. You can all you can always be assured that it's ba- it's backed by the best sources and the honest and guidance and transparency that care of always gives. So remember to get 50% off of your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code outlandercast fifty five zero. All right, Marvin, what do you got for your number two? Oh, you switched it up. I did. I switched it because you did it to me, so now I'm doing it to you. The return of Myrta Fitzgibbons. Oh, yes. Love it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you guys know I am such a fan of Myrta. I am so thankful that the show has decided to keep him on on the cast, to keep Duncan LaCroix with us. We all love him. I know it's changed things in the storyline. I know that next season it's going to get even more interesting because, of course, how, how things left us with the season finale. However, that moment of realizing each other, once again, Sam Hewen. Knocked it out of the park. But like, <laughs> this is the closest that Sam really had to um, a brother or a father figure for the older part of his life. You know, he lost his brother and his dad at relatively young ages. Sure. Um, so to be able to have this person who's been able to see him really through manhood and also knows Jamie and Claire's secret. Like, this is the one person, until Brianna shows up, who knows their secret, who he can talk freely with, and he thought he lost him. Mm-hmm. It's like seeing a ghost. I mean, just so beautiful. And of course, I know that this kind of shouldn't be ahead of Brianna, but I got to be honest with you, it is. <laughs> it is for me. All right, my number two. Uh, and this is a very simple one, and it's something small. Um, but I find it again, and and I keep going back to what's important to the character, what's important to the person that you're seeing uh, being portrayed, and how it affects their character overall. And I feel like one of the most important things that happens in season four is obviously Jamie getting to meet Brianna, mm-hmm. getting to take care of her, go on the go on the bee hunt, do the whole thing. But right before the bee hunt, he goes to get her, and she's sleeping. And he sees her smiling in her oh sleep. Oh my gosh, yes. And it's so special because, yes, as a, a listen, in real life, as a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you in know, real life? <laughs> yeah, in, in real life as a dad, you know, my daughter is very special to me. Mm-hmm. And seeing her do things when, like, she's not looking or, uh, and she doesn't know that I'm there. And just watching her interact is so cool. Yes. Uh, And of course, my daughter's only, you know, four years old, so whatever. But it's even more special because it's something that was referenced back in season three. Mm -hmm. And Claire mentions that, you know, Brianna smiles in her sleep. And I always find it so special when a show can start referencing itself. That's when you know you've created your own world Mm -hmm. and you've, you've put enough characterization into these characters and into the story that you're telling that when you start referencing your own mythology and you start referencing your own references 
that's when you know you've got a real textured world. And I will tell you that that world is so well textured, as you even got to see by reading Outlander, and as you continue to read the books, Blake, you will see that, that because there's so much flexibility, because Diana Gabaldon gets to write her own universe, she does flesh that out. Mm -hmm. But on screen, with the limited amount of time that we have, they're not able to bring all of those moments in. Mm -hmm. And you're right, being able to have that was so special, was so, so special. All right. So before we get into number one, this is what this is what I want to do. I just I'm going to throw this at you. I know I know I know you haven't prepared, but I'm no. I'm, I'm throwing it. Okay. And uh, you're just going to have to deal. Okay. Right. So I right. I will start. What I want to do is I want to do the um like honorable mention, mm-hmm. the one that should could have made it but didn't, and then I also want to do the one where it's like uh, not your best moment, Jamie. Not your best moment. Okay. Um. So, having said that, I will start to give you some time to take a look. Okay. Uh, my honorable mention is when he goes to fight the bear man. Uh, you can debate whatever you'd like to debate about the idea of the bear man and how it was executed. I still find that it was a, a viable alternative to an actual bear or a CGI bear because, you know, the CGI bear just wouldn't have worked. No. But, uh, and the fight was great and, it, it, you know, it was shot frenetically whatever. Uh, but I, I find that... The most important part of it, though, is when Jamie kills the bear man and takes the body, brings it back, and lays it at the doorstep of the uh, American Indians. And, he, and he's saying, "Here is here's the guy. I know, you know, th- this is this is the deal here." Uh, and he sets his family up. He, he tries his best to to respect their culture, respect their wants and their needs, uh, but also take care of his family and set his family up in the best light possible with his surroundings. Again, something that I think that James Fraser is really good at, unless it comes to Roger. Uh, because, <laughs> again, yeah, that'll be my running joke for the rest of this, uh, for the rest of Droughtlander, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I find that was one of the one of the better parts. For me, the... Um, the not so great moment, the one eye roll moment uh, of uh, of for Jamie of season four of Outlander. I think there are a couple, but the one that really stands out to me most is telling Brianna that he was sorry that he did what he did. Um, he 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 screwed things up, and he tells her, "Don't go kill Stephen Bonnet. It's not worth it. Nothing good comes of it." you're gonna you're not gonna get better it's not gonna make you feel better and then despite the fact that he got in trouble because he didn't communicate and he didn't talk to her and he didn't talk to claire he goes and tells ian or he goes and tells murta go get him (laughs) bring him back so i can kill him it just feels so stupid it feels so stupid i just i hated that moment I felt like it was such a betrayal of that character. I think it's okay to make mistakes, especially for Jamie. Absolutely 100% okay. And I take Jamie at his word. Mm -hmm. I take him because that's the kind of character that they've built. But for then, for him to turn around and tell Murta to do that and say, I'm going to kill him regardless, I just find that so uh, not something Jamie would do. That's just my opinion. How about you? What uh, what do you got for your honorable mention okay. and then your your eye roll moment? My honorable mention was hashtag by Ian. 
Okay. Jamie saying goodbye. Oh, to okay. Ian. Okay. All right. That, gosh, I mean, the moment that he had with Ian back in the graveyard, um, that was beautiful and that was amazing. But the way that he said goodbye with that single tear that Sam Human can pull off so beautifully. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us. All there wasn't a dry eye <laughs> watching right, the finale right, right. when Jamie said goodbye to his nephew, who has been pretty much like his child. I mean, mm-hmm. he hasn't been able to help Bree or Willie grow up and he hasn't been able to take care of them. And think about it. He has now gone across the ocean, saved Ian from, from Gayless Duncan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then, tr- then gone on a sh- broken ship. Now in the new colonies, Ian has pretty much been by his side, helped him build Fraser's Ridge. And now he has to say goodbye to him because he's sacrificing himself because Jamie beat up some guy right <laughs> you know now that i look i, I kind of want to change my honorable mention i kind of want to do it <laughs> because and not not for what you just said but okay. for something that, that you actually did just bring up which is that moment between jamie and ian mm-hmm. at the graveyard mm-hmm. and they're talking about right the sexual assault yep. and and how he's helping him uh you know, we talked with Diana. You know, you know, shameless plug. Go back and listen to our our conversation with Diana Gabaldon. Uh, two of them, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. Uh, um, and she mentions how she fought to keep that in the script mm-hmm. for 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 um, the premiere, and how that would eventually affect all of the things that happened between Ian and Jamie. And thank God that she fought to keep that in there because if they didn't... Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, that whole character of Ian... Seriously. That whole character would have been wasted. Yes, it I would, agree. And, and, and luckily there was that one moment where we could share that and, and actually have some real texture between the two. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, he Ian would have just been there and he would have been like chopping wood and that would have been it. And there would have been no emotionality to the idea of when he actually leaves. And we finally have to do we finally do have the ultimate by Ian moment when everybody gets emotional. We wouldn't the the emotional math for the season would mm-hmm. not have added up. Agreed. You know what I mean? Agreed. All right. So that does it for the honorable mention <laughs> and then times you don't, two. You don't have my bad yet. Oh, I don't have your bad? No, that was just my honorable mention. Oh, holy smoke. Sorry. All right, go with your bad. You know, I don't even Okay. I can say this because we've seen a picture of season five. Oh, oh, I know where you're going. Okay, go ahead. I just need to say it, guys. My bad. Jamie's banks. <laughs> Not good. Not great, Bob. Not great, and I'm glad they're gone. Just Not had to great, get that off Bob. my chest. Just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> Short and sweet. Just James Fraser. Not so good. Shouldn't have had banks. All right, your number one moment. What do you got, Marvin? The anniversary gift and speech. Elaborate. Can you amplify for so, me? So, you know, I mean, Jamie and Claire, they're now beginning this journey in the new world. It's amazing. And everyone's happy because Stephen Bonnet hasn't come. And hide your kids, hide your wife, going to cut some throats and steal your ring. Jamie is there. And as much as I loved the new ring that he gave Claire during Tubby time, the reaction of Claire and also the the pride that Jamie has when he gives her the medicine kit. Uh-huh. You know, talking about how they've been married for 24 years. He asks her, like, have you ever regretted this? Like, being married to me? I hope that you're proud being married to me. And she's like, I've never regretted it one day. I mean, you think about what this couple has gone through, not only together, but then their time apart. And you think about all the times that they didn't get to spend their anniversary together. And for them to now be starting this new journey together, it was just such a beautiful moment, a great way to really kick off the season, to hashtag give you all the feels. Um 
But also, James Fraser, way to get a dang good gift. Right. You know what I mean? You put some thought into like, it. Like, not just some thought, but like pretty much the best gift ever. Like, Claire's reaction <laughs> to this medicine box is so, in my opinion, is bigger than her getting the new ring. And the new ring's fabulous and gorgeous and amazing and so meaningful. Mm-hmm. But when she sees that medicine kit, oh, and the <laughs> microscope, Claire pees a little Claire. bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite moment by James Fraser. Best gift giver ever. Oh my God. Because remember, like, think about it too. Like, all the times that he says, like, oh, I wish I could give you all the jewels in the world and everything. Claire just wants a dang microscope, man. (laughs) Such a dork. (laughs) I mean, Diana Gabaldon has said if she traveled through time, like, what she would want is a microscope. And I just feel like Diana wrote her joy and enthusiasm that she would have gotten over this gift into Claire, and it came through. Absolutely. All right, my number one. Because I avoided the whole Brie meeting Jamie and the whole that whole situation. Again, I felt like that was the game genie of answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with a, an answer that I feel like is very, again, very important to Jamie, but also a very important moment to his daughter, which is when he's helping her realize that she couldn't do anything <sighs> when Stephen Bonnet raped her. Just she couldn't have done anything, um, yes. and it's not her fault, right? Because I feel like there's no way that you, as a parent, as a man, you can explain to a woman it's not your fault, mm-hmm. other than just kind of showing, and the, you could see the the pain in his eyes. You could see the pain in his movements. Um, and he, the way he's needling her and eventually just gets her and says, I could just snap your neck and that'd be it. So don't worry about it. You couldn't have done anything mm. because if I can do this to you, Stephen Bonnet could have done worse. Yeah. And that emotion, again, the emotional math adds up for for both Jamie and Bree. And it makes sense. And, and I know it was kind of a hard, uh, it was a hard, hard thing, thing to watch. to watch. I think it was a hard thing for people to accept that Jamie would do that to his daughter. Uh, and I don't know if that was in the books, and I really don't care. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's the one thing he had under his control at that moment. Mm-hmm. And helping his daughter was the first and foremost thing on, on his mind because he, he could see that she herself was in pain. And that's what's most important uh, as a dad, mm-hmm. taking care of your daughter, taking care of your wife, making sure that they're in the best place possible. And that moment to me is Jamie's best moment with Brianna the whole season. I think also, you know, it's how Jamie would have learned it best and accepted it best. Sure. And seeing as how Brianna is his child, um, he thinks maybe the philosophy and the way that I would have learned this and understood it better will work for my daughter. Right. Well, that does it for... Oh, you know what? There we go. That does it for our number one. Yeah. I think that's it. That's it, man. That's the end of this episode. It's yeah. a quick, this is a quickie. Well, we're going to be doing our Claire and yes. then our Murtaugh and then our Lord John Gray. Yeah. And if there's if there's other people that you want us to do top five um, moments for. Yes, please. Uh, we, are ha- we are happy Roger. to do so. <laughs> we listen Ian. To, it's going to be a long drought lander. I did the math. I did the math. It looks like, as of right now, based on the shooting schedule mm-hmm. and how things are turning out. Okay. 
we're not going to get another Outlander season. Oh my god, are you going to say okay break until just break it? April twenty twenty. Okay. At the earliest, April twenty twenty. Okay. Which, that's, I mean, that's a long way away. Listen, I could have a baby. <laughs> you could. In the meantime, I did last Outlander. <laughs> Or the first Outlander. Droughtlander. That's what I mean. Yes, I got you. The wedding baby. There you go. That's what it was. It happened. <laughs> but yeah, we, 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 got, we got some time here. So we got plenty of time to fill. We can go over every character. We could, we could do, uh, I don't know, Pippin's most top five favorite moments if you want. <laughs> Poor Pippin. Jocasta. Jo- I would like to do sure, a jo- I could, Oh, I could do yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking we should actually do some deep dive studies on those characters. Um, I'd be down. You know, particularly Stephen Bonnet. I feel like that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe compare and contrast Stephen Bonnet to Blackjack Randall. Perfect. Uh, that whole thing. Uh, I, I think we got some stuff up our sleeve, and maybe we'll get some interviews in there in, in the meantime as well. But if you guys do have any recommendations on what you would like us to talk about, uh, we are more than happy mm-hmm. to talk about them. As for now, Marvin, uh, thirty-three minutes into this bad boy, yeah, are you ready to close it out? I am. All right, let's uh, let's do it. <laughs> A huge thanks to the staff of OutlanderCast.com. In case you guys haven't been checking in, we're keeping things rolling in the OutlanderCast clan on Facebook and OutlanderCast.com, whether it's podcasts or blog posts coming at you, keeping you company during this Droughtlander. We also want to thank our patrons for really making this possible, especially during Droughtlander. You guys keep this train, the website, the podcast going, and we truly, truly appreciate it. We do also want to let you know that after Game of Thrones ends, we will be doing our patron special. You need to be the Klansman level or above at OutlanderCastClan.com podcast all about Hamilton. Oh, yes, that's right. I was wondering where you're going with this. It was requested by the patrons, and if it's something that you would like, um, it will only be available at OutlanderCastClan.com for those who are the Klansman level or above, so you're going to want to make sure you sign up for that so you don't miss it, and that will be happening after Game of Thrones season ends, as Blake and I are keeping ourselves a little bit busy doing a Game of Thrones podcast, but we do want to thank our most generous patrons, Angie, Carolyn, Celine, Dawn, Diane, Heather, Jeffrey, Jennifer, Larissa, Lauren, Linda, Marilyn, Mary, Michelle, Patricia, Siobhan, Summer, and Valerie, as well as our co-producers, Barbara, Carolyn, Christina, Dana, Dieta, Janet, Kathy, Keelan, Lisa, Liz, Marianne, Meredith, Raynal, Rita, Sharon, Sue, Tara, and Tina, and our executive producers. And what's super special about the executive producers is that during Dratlander, you are going to be able to have the opportunity as an executive producer to come on the show. Mm-hmm. Anne, Bobby, Jen, Katie, Kirsty, Martha, Nadra, Peg, Sarah, and Shannon. You might hear their voices. You <laughs> might hear their dialogue. Maybe they'll get to talk about some of their favorite moments as well. Maybe so. And uh, also, if you'd like to hear Mary and I talk about our favorite moments from other shows that you can't, that you like, that I know you all like, you can. We do have other podcasts. Uh, one called This Is Us Too, about This Is Us on NBC, one that actually just wrapped for season mm-hmm. three. And like Mary said, we are doing one for Game of Thrones, the final season. It's called The North Remembers. And if you can't remember all those names, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Just that's go fine. to maryandblake.com where you can find all 
all of our podcasts and all the blogs, including Mary's brand new podcast too, uh, called Minute with Mary, all about uh, marketing and 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 business. And she, you know, she's getting all professional on us. <laughs> Speaking of being professional, if you're still listening at this point, it means that maybe you like us. And <laughs> there's not a lot of ways that you can help support podcasts aside from Patreon, Patreon, maybe writing an iTunes review. And I'm going to get to that. But there's a really big thing that Blake and I would love your help with. If you go to rimonthly.com, meaning rhodeislandmonthly.com, in the month of April, so only for a couple of more days, you can vote for our Rhode Island-based podcast to win Best of Rhode Island. And you might be like, what? But I don't listen to it. Just know that as a podcaster, this is it's the way that you can help help us as podcasters feel like we do a good job because there aren't really a lot of like podcast awards out there. So you go to rimonthly.com, click on the statewide category and scroll down or you can just search for the word podcast. It's going to be down. I'm serious, like halfway through. And if you search the word podcast, you will find Rhode Island podcast right in the word wicked roadie. Don't write in outlander cast. They're going to be like, what's this wicked roadie. Okay. Seriously, guys, this would be a huge, huge help. Speaking of iTunes reviews, we want to thank Audra E, who said, I have found my people. Hi, oh. E, uh, after each ep- Outlander episode, I couldn't wait to talk to Mary and Blake about it. Yes, I talk back to the podcast. Sometimes we agree, <laughs> sometimes we disagree, and I always laugh out loud at least once. I feel as though I'm sitting around the kitchen table with friends, dishing and debating about the nuances of one of our favorite shared shows. Thank you so much, Audra, and thank you to everyone else who's taken the time to write a review. All right. On that note, my name's Mary. My name's Blake. And this is OutlanderCast. to Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.